All right, everybody, new show, new guest, old friend, returning guest, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Davin Rosenblatt. How are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Not bad at all. You know, it's it's really weird. We have known each other for quite a while now. We've actually worked with each other a few times. Actually, actually, actually more than a few times. And uh, <laughs> but, but this time we haven't actually been in the same physical space in a while. What's It's got to be what? Uh, 10, 15 years since we've actually seen each other? Uh, I don't know if it's 15. Maybe oh. you're that old. But uh, <laughs> I, I, re- I remember you did something up here for me in Jersey and then uh, you did a great job and then uh, you retired. <laughs> Semi-retired. Yeah. <laughs> well, until I until I see your butt on the stage, you're retired. How dare you? How dare you? I'm waiting for the comeback. <laughs> you know what the funny thing was? Right. I was writing a lot of stuff and I have a lot of stuff written right now uh, that because I, I have to be you not know what it is, man. If you, if you take two weeks off. You know, that 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 knocks your timing down, maybe imperceptible to the audience, but, you know. So, yeah, but but see, now's the time for you to come back because mm-hmm. they're just going to assume that you're rusty because of covid, not that you took a decade off. So now is the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? That was actually that was actually the main reason that uh it's been delayed as much as it has because I was, I was planning on taking care of some business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I couldn't, I couldn't even go outside. And, and, and the bad part about it is, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, I had, you know, I had ill relatives that I had to, you know, be around and do stuff for. Mm-hmm. And I was scared to death, not for me, but, you know, picking up something and then, you know, killing everybody. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, any anybody who's who's a decent human being uh, would be concerned about not necessarily themselves, but carrying it and and getting loved ones, acquaintances, strangers sick. That was the thing about COVID nineteen. Even if you know, even if you thought that you were healthy and could fight it off, you could transmit it to other people. So that's why we really needed people to stay away from each other and be careful. It was a very isolating illness. Now, how did it? How did it? How did people where you live handle it? Well, I got I to, I mean, where I live, because you got to remember for the long, I'm in New York. So mm-hmm. for the longest time, we had the mask mandate from the state. It just got lifted a few weeks ago. I personally did not witness anybody fighting with clerks. I saw some people wearing it ridiculously wrong. I saw a woman in a Walmart wearing a mask vertically i don't even know how that's possible so it wasn't horizontal across her face it was up and down (laughs) across her face um so i saw some of that but i mean now now we're starting to see the people be nitwits because people are tired of it for instance um the the high school they're trying to do graduation and the state um they're still limiting uh, even though, uh, even like, even though you watch a basketball game, it's packed. Mm. They're still limiting like these graduations. So they, so the school wanted to do like three or four graduations for the seniors. And like this year, people are like, nah, we're not into that. We don't want. That seems like too much work for us. <laughs> so then they were like, okay, well, we can have it on the football field, but we're gonna have to separate people. But vaccinated people can sit more tightly uh, together, and unvaccinated people have to spread out. And they and there was a petition going around against that, so now they can't do that. 
So, I mean, people are, uh, they're, they're back to their old selfish ways because really it doesn't care about how, it doesn't matter how inconvenienced you are. You should be thinking about the kids that are graduating, but uh, nah, nah, New York is right back on track. <laughs> Everything's going back to normal. We're a bunch of jerks again. Did you have anybody near you that caught that, uh, that deal? Um, my sister-in-law mm. was very, very sick with it. And I don't even know if she's still a hundred percent recovered. Mm. I mean, she was really down and out. It took her a long time lingering. Um, I want to say my father's cousin passed away from it. Ew. I mean, nobody I was like extremely close to that I know passed away, but I might, I might've had it. I think there's a good chance I actually had it when it first, uh, when when it first started making its big uh, splash <laughs> in the United States, I was um I was actually touring. Mm -hmm. So on on Thursday, I was I I done a show in New York City, and I ate in a sandwich place where it was packed. And this we already know COVID's coming out. This is like the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. We already know COVID's around, and they got the pickles out and the uh, and the silverware out where everybody can touch it and everything. I'm like, this is insane. And then I went and commented about that on the show I was doing at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Then I did a pack show at a firehouse in Jersey on Saturday. Okay. Tuesday, I did a pack show in Indiana. Everything was great. Wednesday, me and my feature went out to a Mexican restaurant for lunch. At lunch, I started feeling I started feeling some real issues with the tummy. Mm. Uh, now, this is before people knew that there was like really stomach issues with this. Mm. It was like only at the time it was like only 6% were reporting stomach issues. So I thought I had a stomach bug and I, um, and I pro proceeded to get really bad. I had stomach issues. I was weak. I couldn't focus. I was shivering. So Wednesday night we do the show and I think I got, I think I have food poisoning. So I'm busting my uh, features chops. They took me to a Mexican restaurant because he suggested they got me food poisoning. That night uh, we were in Indiana and the Indiana governor called a state of emergency for COVID. And we had six people in a huge theater. So then, <laughs> I, so then I woke up feeling really ill on Thursday and we had to get to Kentucky. So we drove to Kentucky and, you know, my feature got something to eat. I stayed in the car. I couldn't, I couldn't even um, get out of the car. Mm -hmm. And that night the Kentucky governor called a state of emergency because of COVID. And there was like a tornado threat, like a tornado warning in the area. So I want to say we had four people at the club, including like one person who was a police officer who was coughing all over the place. I'm like, man, and he came from India. I'm like, man, how are you going to leave your state and come here and cough all over the place? <laughs> he's, take, Friday, he's taking Friday. COVID on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was taking COVID for a trip. Who does that? <laughs> Friday, uh, now, so Friday, so Friday, the president calls, President Trump calls his state of emergency. So we had like 12 people there and I was really, really sick. But, you know, I'm, I'm like grinding through these shows. Mm. I mean, the audience can't tell, but I'm like really weak. Saturday morning, I woke up because I had a fever. I couldn't sleep. I had the chills. I mean, everything with COVID, I had like everything you would think with COVID, except um, I didn't have, I wasn't coughing and I had my my taste and, and smell. But there's all sorts of different. Um, would you, did you have trouble breathing? No, I didn't have any of the respiratory mm. issues. Hmm. But this, but this was not, but this wasn't food poisoning. Mm -hmm. 
Because food poisoning doesn't last days. Food poisoning lasts 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, trust me. This was not that. I mean, I mean, thank goodness I had reading material with mm. me. I mean, but it was just so Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning, I woke up really early and I went down to the front desk at the hotel and I asked him to give me a couple of ibuprofen. And that seemed to break my fever. And slowly I was getting better. So by Sunday, I felt somewhat human. When I flew home, by the time I got home, they wouldn't test me because it was really hard to get tests at that time. But my feature who was driving with me wound up getting sick and his wife wound up getting sick. So do I know it was COVID? No. But considering where I was, how packed it was, and then the symptoms I had, there's a good chance I had it because it was like no stomach bug I've ever had before. I mean, I was just like shivering at night. It was um, it was brutal. But um. I've been lucky. Did you lose anybody close? Uh, no. Hold on. Hold on for a second. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, no, actually, I had uh, had uh, I know people that got it. No, I didn't mm. lose anybody. Um, Good. Close. Um, I had a young one, a young one got it, and uh, <laughs> mild symptoms. Made a, a neighbor get it. I didn't know she had. It. I just hadn't seen her for a while. And then, then when I saw her, she goes, "You know, I had COVID, right?" And I went, "You know, I'm backing up from you, right?" <laughs> 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 and she said, you know, she, I just got over it. I'm like, yeah, well, just get over there. And, um, but the thing is, uh, because I, I don't know whether I had it or not, or whether I had, because whoever I had, damn, they pushed me down the steps, you know, but I had people to take care of. So I had to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I get tested. I got tested before that and didn't have it. And then, uh, it was, it was just really weird because you were just watching people, Everybody that I that I knew that I saw every day that I didn't see for a while, mm-hmm. I knew why. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! So so I was like, yeah, you haven't been working at the market in a while. Yeah, uh, you had it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was the, it it was the darndest thing when it started because I didn't want my parents going um, to the supermarket, but they're stubborn. But I would try to come. I would try to come down and bring them food and everything. So I would drive on the New York State Thruway. And there was nobody on the throughway. I was doing like a hundred. I mean, normally I do 90 when there's nobody, but I was like doing a hundred and there was nobody there. It was weird. It was eerie. It was quiet. It felt like being in a movie. Yes. A, a yes bad, especially- a, and, and, and here's the, and, and here's what I'm talking about. Not like a, re, a good movie. You know, those movies you watch when you're touring and you're in a hotel and it comes on at one fifty. Yeah, <laughs> one of those movies, you know, you're waiting for, you know, some, you know, <laughs> you're waiting for some dude from a that you used to see on a old 80s, like the bad guy from an 80s series or 70s series. Because you go, like you were saying, no one's outside. And then you get that. It, it felt weird because it was like, you know, uh, your, your block can go to the supermarket on days with M, uh, M days and R. They were, they're almost at the point where they were going to give you a day. When you could they go did to that the in some countries. Yeah. Oof, man, but but here's how weird it was. Like, like going to the supermarket was like my big day out. It's like, <laughs> wow, I'm going out to the supermarket. Yeah. This is exciting. It was, it, it was just, I mean, that was, and now isn't that almost like societally embarrassing that it got that bad that literally, you know, I was like the drugstore. Sure. I'll go. Yeah. Cause you know what? <laughs> you wanted to break up. The monotony of it all. I mean, when I I was delivering um, food to uh, to students that were, um, I guess they were less off because they're uncertain food Mm -hmm. programs, and with the school being closed down, I was doing that in the mornings a couple times a week, and I would look forward to that. I would look forward to that, 
going to the supermarket because there was no place. There was no place to go. Mm. There was nothing to look forward to. That was the hard. That was the really weird thing about COVID nineteen. There was no events like you know we have the Fourth of July coming up. We just have Memorial Day weekend. You get together for birthdays and anniversaries. There was none of that. Mm. You were just grinding. Grinding through. I mean, I guess some people were going through their Netflix catalog, but I <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was a thing, but it was just like it was just like a quiet monotony. To me, it was just. It was one of those things where sometimes when something bad happens outside the house, mm-hmm. you can be in a house and watch television, and it can be an escape from that thing. Right. Not on because now when you got the the news anchors sitting in glass boxes. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, right. And they had a counter. It's like, oh, we just got in another 800 people dead. Yay. I- it's like, gee, and they, you know, they, they're, they're on the, they're doing a split screen because they're on different floors of the newsroom. You know, uh, you know, all the, you know, all the live shows. Remember, we do a thing down uh, my hometown in Philadelphia. It's like the Welcome to America thing they do on July the 4th. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And usually there's about a million, literally a million or so people. Is that the thing with the mummers? Oh no, no. This is even this is physically bigger than that. And they okay. do it on July fourth. And they do it by okay. the by the parkway. It's just it's it's literally it's like a million people. Wow. And they perform outside in front of the art museum. They decided to do the same show. So they're doing the show. And I just imagine being a performer on that show. Man, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be <laughs> performing in front of a million people. It's the biggest crowd I've ever huh? What? <laughs> And they're performing in this little tiny place, trying to perform yeah. as if they're, you know, you can tell that they had the choreography set for the million people, you know, with the, you know, expecting bombs to blow off and do jump off everything. They're like, you're going to be performing in front of uh, three camera people and uh, six people with masks on. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, as performers, we all um, had to try to figure it out. I mean, there, there was definitely a need for entertainment and escapism. So though they didn't have the live audience they normally had, I'm sure a lot of people were sitting by their TVs and appreciating what they were doing because it was an escape. You're damn right. I was there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was, I mean, it's hard to believe it was a year ago. And then you would see like that. You had to watch the presidential press conferences because you didn't know what he was going to say. I mean, and it was just like, if you like watching uncomfortableness, which I do, it was very interesting to watch President Trump. And then you would watch Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci and the discomfort. It was was just like, wow, this is so awkward. When I watched uh, Dr. Fauci standing there, it was like, it's like your kid taking. It's like watching your kid take a dump down the back of the uh, when, while they're playing a, a piano recital. <laughs> and the kid yeah, but the, but this kid has the nuclear codes. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my god, because I never. That's I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's one of the reasons why he got in there. Um, people were like, there's no way this is going to happen. I'm not god. It's like well, you know, I don't have to show up for this. Uh, there's no way. Uh, no way he's getting in there. People, were people were people were complacent. They just, especially in your city, um, they just they just assumed Hillary um, was was going to win. So I mean, well, you can't uh, well, you can't assume democracy. Yeah, because that I mean, it's really weird. Because yeah, if you can get Philadelphia and Pittsburgh to show up, you're going to win the state. Yeah, <laughs> and she didn't, and <laughs> and they they didn't come out for. Her. I mean, Trump did very well in Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but but I mean, she real, but like she did not do well in the suburbs around Philly and in Philadelphia. I mean, it, it could have been, 
it could have been different. I mean, nobody wants, I don't think we want to rehash the 2016 election, but I mean, you listen, we should have learned in 2000 that you can't be complacent. Every vote counts. We learned that in, in Gore versus in Gore versus Bush, every vote counts. It's our, it's our civic duty um, to go out there and vote unless you're voting for the candidate. I don't want to win. And then by all means, you should stay home. Well, you sound familiar. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making laws. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, so we lost? Yeah, uh, we decided we didn't lose. There's something else we passed. Uh, the- yeah. <laughs> I remember, the- when it, remember when it used to be uh, from the, from that team, F your feelings? Yeah. All of a sudden, feelings really matter. <laughs> I, I know you say we lost, but we feel like we won. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just, I just, I just, I just imagine, just imagine. If you took this same mindset and just applied it to sports, the same people that aren't paying attention right now would freak the hell out. Just imagine, oh, I can't believe it. The Patriots. Oh, I'm sorry. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Huh? Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Andy Reid. I just uh, made a couple phone calls. Uh, we just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we just did a recount. Yeah. None of your touchdowns counted. It, it turns out Pat Mahomes threw for, threw for four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. What, you didn't see that? I don't know why. Well, we'll do five recounts. All those passes that they dropped, we counted them as catches. So uh, we actually won 75 to six. Uh, give me that trophy there, Tommy. Thank you. Thank Here's you what you need to know about human beings. Uh, we have no sense of hypocrisy or irony, a lot of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, re- we are, especially in this country, we are very immediate and very, and we need our satisfaction. So it doesn't matter what we said uh, two weeks ago, a year ago. Uh, right now, we know what we want, and we want it now and by any means necessary. It's not really the way you want to run a country, but mm-hmm. apparently it's how we're going to do it. Maybe, so. uh, maybe not the way you want it, but... Uh... <laughs> We should go to Lord of the Flies. That's what we should do. Just, just you know, just go listen. Every man for himself. No guns. It's all going to be bare knuckle brawling, and you get to use those, those pool noodles. Those are your weapons: <laughs> bare knuckle brawling and pool noodles. Yeah, they, 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 when, it's it's just a it's just a, it, I'll be honest with you. It's like uh, gangs of New York uh, when you go on Twitter if you say the wrong thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is such a cesspool. <laughs> I, I keep telling people I, I was on somebody else's I was doing an interview as a guest on somebody else's show and they asked me how I use Twitter uh, and I said to them I said listen if you really think about it you can make Twitter whatever you want to because they have lists you can literally just follow people you know put a list of people you want to hear from mm-hmm. and just stay there you know because if yeah. you, I, I stay out in the wild because I'll be honest with you I, I'll be completely honest I don't care uh no i mean listen i i used i use twitter poorly very very poorly but i i just use it to promote stuff i rarely have jokes up i mean once in a while i'll put something up there i don't get a lot of traction with it i don't twitter very well Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that it's 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 really facebook and twitter even though you'll have the same people on both in many cases it's the (laughs) the culture (laughs) you know the culture of Twitter was always wacky, even when I got on it maybe 12 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was on Facebook first for a few months, and I'm like, hey, this is kind of fun. I get to connect with my friends and his relatives that I don't get to see that much. And you know how it is. When you have certain friends, you love them. You, they're great. But you don't necessarily – I mean, you, you can't talk every day. I mean, what the, you had cornflakes today? Fantastic. You know. So you just want to kind of peek in, you know, see everything, everything's good. 
You know, yeah. the, the kids recital. Oh, good show. Oh, they, they just want to peek in, but it's little tiny peek ins. Um, but it's but it's for the, and even though even though Facebook has turned into, you know, Twitter's older brother, uh, you know, because it can be just as vicious and annoying as well. Yeah, I, I've seen some posts from you where you've uh, talked about that you had to uh, get rid of some people. I guess they were saying racist stuff. I, you know, I don't know what they were saying to you, obviously, but you've had a couple of posts where you just felt like you needed to remove remove people from uh, your sphere, and I don't blame you. You should, man, dude. I mean. Cause the, the bottom, because if it was somebody I didn't know, I mean, I, I tend not to follow those people. I just, but it was, it was the thing that was shocking to me where there were people that, and here's the thing, not, most of it wasn't even really directed towards me because mm-hmm. uh, they know better than that. <laughs> but, no, because, no, because, because you know what I'm saying, man, because mm-hmm. you're one of the good ones. That's right, damn it. <laughs> There's six of us now. <laughs> There's six. Of, we, we keep a half dozen around as an example so we can feel better about ourselves. You know, oh. And and let's be honest, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you got a little bit of that, uh, some of that action as well. Uh, you know I get, well, I mean, you, you see my page. I mean, if I post something, I get the right wingers attacking. You know, it's if they can make an intelligent debate, I will engage. I just can't, I don't get. I don't get anti-Semitic hate on Facebook, mm-hmm. but my posts are, are um, set to friends only, so I don't I don't really uh, get that type of stuff. But you know what? If you set your stuff to public, anybody yeah can comment. I've I've lost people. I actually lost um, an African American friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were good friends. Uh, we did we did a little bit of a tour together. Worked on some projects. I played as. His uh, music, his rap music on my show. Mm-hmm. He put my radio show in his movie. Whenever he had a new movie project, I always had him on to support him. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was last summer when Black Lives Matter was like always heating, was really heating up. And I and I'd reached out to him, like, is there some way we can raise money for Black Lives Matter? So I so I put on my page, essentially, you know, I don't have time for people that like take pride. And I'm not saying I'm saying it ineloquently mm-hmm. in, in their in their race, their religion, whatever it is. I you know, I want to judge you by your character, by 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 who you are. Mm-hmm. And he's like and he took that completely wrong and in front of me. But if you look at what I was saying, I I said it a little better than I'm saying now. But it was it was essentially what Martin Luther King Jr. was saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just uh, he just blocked me and he went on about how I was racist. I'm like. Wow, man. These, and I haven't spoken to him since. And it kind of, you know, it's kind of upsetting, but, you know, people were, people were in that space. I, I get it. It's just a shame. Listen, I've, I've heard, the, I mean, it, this is the part that was disappointing because no one, none of the people that know me personally would even think about stepping to me, you know, with a direct thing like that, because like I said, they know better, but right. Because it's like, do you really want to test the verbal skills? Really? Is that what you want to do? You know, <laughs> it's like you really want to. You, 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 I mean, you've met me, right? So, uh, so, but the thing is, you see stuff like I've seen people because I, I, I caught myself a couple of times looking at people, and they posted some stuff from a certain news channel that shall remain un, unnamed. And it was like, the, and then I was like, well, well obviously they're they're posting this to, to show this as how outrageous this is. They're mm-hmm. not espousing this themselves. They're showing that they go, oh, God, they believe it. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, and I'm going, what? And you just scroll down some more. It's like, well, you know, uh, okay, maybe they believe one crazy thing, but I can't believe there's another one. 
and the whole page is this wacky crap. And I'm going, oh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to test this. I'm going to see what's going on. And I'll post something and then they'll come underneath it and they'll say, but they, they, like I said, they would, they never attack me, mm-hmm. but they would attack people in the comment section. And it was vicious to the point. I was like, I can't have my friends attack. So I literally had to get rid of the people. And then I would have had, for, and for maybe almost a half a year, I had my page friends only mm-hmm. because people were just like firebombing my friends in the comments. And I, and I was like, I can't, I, I don't have enough time to sit there and battle 80 dudes. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know um, I can't, I don't have time for it. I don't want my friends getting pounded. And then uh, now it's back public um, mainly because everything, I mean, everything kind of calmed down as far as, uh, attacks on Facebook, on Twitter. I expect it. So you know, it's, it's like it's like if you're going downtown into the downtown area, and you get attacked. Oh my God, what's going on here? But if you go into an area where you you saw it on the news last week when it's 15 people shot, you kind of know where you're driving. You know what I mean? You kind of yeah. Get no, the, you you're know. right. You're right. I actually I actually did get personally attacked by a comedian who I thought was a friend. Mm-hmm. Um. Known, known each other for years he would you know we've done shows together i would hire him um he you know if he had a question about like a joke he would seek my opinion and everything so we're doing um we're doing our radio show and it's on facebook live and my co-host shares it on his page i don't even know what we were talking about on the show but this comic goes um davin is a self-hating jew and hates the police. Both those things are incorrect, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, so I tagged him. I said on the on the comment, I, I, you know, you, how you can tag go. If you got something to say, why don't you say it to me? And he never responded. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that, that then that's it. And he's the only comic because of political views. And it's not because it was political views. It's because he was a jerk mm-hmm. who I won't hire. It's like, you know what? You're going to be such a jerk. And I remember when this guy was not in on Trump. He didn't really like Trump. And then I've seen him get all in and just so angry and so much vitriol. And he just attacks people on his page and just the use of language and everything. It's like, I I don't, what's, why be that angry? Is, is any of this worth that type of anger all the time? I was thinking your guy's in office. You should be happy now. He's Mm -hmm. not your boyfriend. You got the guy you wanted. Why are you so mad? It, it's it's it, it was just really a weird thing because it, when you see it, that's and that's the thing also is because we become so hyper aware of everything because everyone virtually everyone is walking around with a high definition video camera in their pocket you know so we see everything you know every time somebody does something wild or wacky or racist or anti-Semitic or you know, misogynist, we see it immediately because a lot of times these people will stream it automatically or mm-hmm. they record it and upload it so quickly that, you know, I just imagine what it would look like if we had today's tech, technological advances and we put them back to 1950 and 1960. You'd, you'd, you'd see um, a lot more lynchings, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You would see it. You would you would hear the racist things that people said. I mean, so I don't really think it would be that much different. I mean, fortunately, now we don't have lynchings mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. but we haven't. I mean, we've the society the society's gotten better, but we still have a lot of uh, people that people that just have a dark soul mm-hmm. in them running around. Because I mean, the whole racism thing is stupid. 
I mean, or anti-Semitic or anti-gay or anything. It's like, why get all involved with that? Just judge people for who they are, you know? If there's a transvestite black guy who's Jewish and gay, but you know what? He seems pretty cool. All right. It's a lot easier to like him than to hate them. Hating takes so much effort. When, did, when, when you grew, where did you actually, where were you raised your formative years? Um, in the wild. No, uh, <laughs> I was raised in Bergen County, New Jersey, next to a town that was very um, Jewish. I grew up as an Orthodox Jew. I went to public school. I did not have a lot of um, Jewish friends. And, you know, I grew up, I was, you know, I'd have to walk to temple and I wouldn't wear my yarmulke because I was kind of ashamed. I mean, I still don't want to run around wearing a yarmulke, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, there was a lot of um, shame and I guess comedy is where I started talking about it. Because you, mm. as you know, in comedy, eventually you have to get around to a little bit of yourself if mm. you do this long enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up with a lot of um, non-Jewish white friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was wondering, because in comedy, you kind of, your, your, your friends become a little more culturally diverse. Yes. Because I didn't, I had, uh, I didn't have any white friends for the first twelve years of my life. Then, mm -hmm. uh, I think like thirteen or fourteen, I did an internship at the Philadelphia Zoo. That's where I got my first white friends. And fortunately, I wasn't raised to be to hate white people, so so it wasn't like so it wasn't like, oh yeah, what a look at that, you know? <laughs> right. You know. I, was, I was never raised with that. So and then uh, I started doing comedy. God, I just I just sit back and I realize that I think of myself as a damn near a baby at 13 doing an internship, not realizing less than four years later I'd be doing comedy professionally. Wow. <laughs> it's like 17 years old. It's ridiculous. But but the thing is, my friendships is like at that point, it was like ninety nine point nine percent of my friends were black. Mm -hmm. I started doing comedy and literally in in months, it was like 80, 20, <laughs> you know, in almost the other direction. I didn't lose any of my black friends. Still had mm -hmm. them. Still got them now. But the thing is, the overwhelming majority of people that were doing comedy where I was. Well, you you were doing mainstream rooms. You weren't doing what they uh, like to call urban rooms. You I, were doing. Yeah. yeah I started out. The, the rooms I started out in. The, the, the room I started out in was. There were two A rooms in my city. Um, mm -hmm. And they were down the street from each other. I started working in one and I started working in the other one. Technically, I wasn't supposed to work both, but I was like, look, I'm working both, F y'all. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I just interviewed the, uh, on, on this show that we're doing, on this uh, this pop, this uh, show, the owner of the uh, first club I worked, uh, and I was, I, <laughs> I was giving him a hard time about that. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, my friendships became more diverse. And so when, when, you, when you become more diverse, it's, it's amazing how you, your mindset if you have an open mind, if you have not been poisoned, and I like this, and I feel bad saying poison, but it really is a poison hatred. It really is. If you haven't been poisoned, then all of a sudden you start to become aware of other people, other religions, ethnicities, you know. And I personally think it actually uh, improves you because it, I mean, when you have more knowledge, more experiences to draw from, I think it makes you a more balanced human being. You know, you, you don't have, I lived in San Francisco. I didn't have, I didn't, you know, and then I had, all of a sudden I had a bunch of gay friends. Right. right. And so, right. and I get there and they, they were like, you know, we like you. And I was like, oh, okay, I like you too. He said, no, so the reason I like you is not, you're, you're a great guy, but 
you didn't treat us any different. I'm like, why would I treat you different? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, 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 I'm, I'm going to not like you because you're dressed like that. I'm not going to not like you because of who you have sex with. Well, you got to remember, you got to remember, though, um, you're also from a northeast city. Yep. As, as am <laughs> I. We, we have a different experience. I mean, the advantages we get by by uh, traveling, being in a city, cities that are diverse or going to college where you get to meet all different peoples, mm-hmm. peoples, oh, I guess my college is being all different <laughs> people. I mean, yeah, I mean, so like when I when I would travel to the south, um, you know, there were I played places where they really hadn't seen a Jewish person before. So they had questions and it wasn't that they were ignorant because of hate. It was that they were ignorant because they didn't have the experience. There's a difference. Oh, I know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I can, I can relate to that. Uh, you want to, you want to, you, you, you going to tell me a story right now? No, I'm about, about to that? listen to yours. Okay. <laughs> So this, this is the way I go. I go to a place. It's a, it's, it's a Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ah, yes. You've done Lancaster, right? Uh huh. Okay. So uh, this is my. I mean, obviously, I've been there fourteen billion times by now. So it's like, who mm-hmm. cares? I show up there. Hey, hey, Anthony. But it was like uh, at the time, I would go in there and you'd see people kind of staring at you, and I'm, I'm standing in line with everyone else, and, and it's like I'm watching the entire restaurant just kind of you can see people kind of peeking over at me but mm-hmm. i didn't feel anger or hatred i felt curiosity right they're like mm-hmm. okay there's a black dude here okay <laughs> so the girl behind the counter she's super corporate over the top nice to everybody everybody i walk up Hello, sir. Um, what would you like, sir? Burger, okay. <laughs> so it was like that. That was the first night. Second mm-hmm. night, same thing. By the time I'm at the end of the weekend, it's like, hey, what's going on, buddy? They literally were just curious. I don't know what they expected to happen, but whatever hey, it was, you know, it wasn't good. But when they realized they they started liking me, and then all of a sudden they just treated me like everybody else, and it was just weird. I'm like, I have to earn over the course of a week. You know, they, you know, they don't see a lot of that. I mean, that in that town, they're probably not seeing a lot of black people. I mean, if you would have pulled up in a horse and buggy, that's more common than being your skin color, I'm guessing. Yeah. And ironically, the person in the horse and buggy will be carrying apple butter, which is also my skin color. <laughs> that's that's actually what we used to call you. We used to call you Steve Apple Butter uh, Thomas. You bastards. <laughs> He's smooth <laughs> like apple butter. <laughs> Have you ever eaten that? Uh, yeah, I think my wife actually made it at one point. Yeah, I, there was a point where I literally loved apple butter, and then it happened. I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, "Get this crap!" <laughs> it's a shame because I got to tell you, uh, apple butter misses you. I, so. I, I, I got the letter. I got the letter. <laughs> Yeah, why, why don't you call Apple Butter? Apple Butter drives by your house slowly at night to see if your light's on. And then I just wave relish out the window. You lost your chance. It's sad. It's sad. I mean, I never th- figured you for a relish feller, but uh, there it is. You know, what are you going to do? You see, the, apple those, Butter had its shot. Yeah, but you can't put Apple Butter on a hot dog. So that's, that's, that's you know, that's a, that's, that's one thing. Well, you, can't, you can't put relish on peanut butter sandwiches. If you're pregnant, you can. 
Well, uh, is there something is there something you'd like to share with your audience? Uh, no, I was actually saving that for episode one hundred. So, uh. oh, 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 I'm a, I'm a very not special episode. <laughs> Uh, you might be. I think you might be ninety nine or something like that. Actually, um. Oh wow! I think, wow! I, think I was you are. one away. I was one away from relevancy. I think. Yeah, I think my life. I think you're ni- I really do think you're ninety nine. I have to. I have to check afterwards. But oh man, I should have told you. Let's do it next week. Too late, sucker! You would need. You know, not going to get the big story. But no. What when you when you do your? I'm going to switch back to your show for a second because I know that you cover, uh, more controversial topics. Than apple butter and relish, hardly on your show. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I gotta know because I every once in a while mm-hmm. I will get some like I usually and then this is not like a, a phony thing, but like ninety nine point nine percent of the time I get contacted, it's like really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really, I, I tend to do, I'm doing interviews on this podcast and on the other podcast, I tell like personal stories and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. But you, sir, scammers, mm-hmm. you, sir, controversial topics, you, sir, and even you, and your, your co-hosts. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they grab the edge a little bit, do they not? Uh... Joe does. Yeah, Joe grabs I don't, I don't think. I don't think Pip is kind of. I should. I should. I should have said. I should. I should have just said uh, Joe. I, I should mean, have said. I should, yeah. He, uh, I mean, uh, Joe has very strong opinions. Uh, you no, know, he, these lies. <laughs> I mean, Joe. Joe is a trumper. No. I mean, I mean, so sometimes he and I agree, and sometimes I I can't believe the things that are coming out of his mouth, and sometimes he he gets me upset or he gets pip upset which is really hard to do but it's okay mm. but it's all right you should be able to talk about things it's okay i mean the beautiful thing about our show uh davin's den if you want to listen is like we'll be at each other's throat but in that same topic we'll be cracking jokes and making each other laugh mm. i mean there's always time for a joke mm. i mean at the end of the day comedy has to rule <laughs> so like you know we could be arguing like policy or something but if somebody's got a good joke to tie into it well, by all means. And yeah. then back to yelling at each other. Now, what happened? Because obviously, uh, Joe is uh, leans to the opposite of the left. Yes. And you lean to the opposite of the right. I'm, I'm center left. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it sounds about right. It sounds about where I am, to be honest with you. Because yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't fall all the way to, you know, I, I just, you know. No, listen, trust me. Trust me, nobody fights with the liberals more than I do, you know, because, because and, uh, you know, I don't fight with the right, too, because I just want common sense and decency. Mm. I mean, at, at some point, you, you have to realize not everybody's going to think the way you think. So how can we kind of do something where all, most of us can get along and be OK with it? So you're saying you're not a big fan of purity tests? I uh, we'll see. This is this is a, yet another thing. Uh, me and President Obama have in common. Uh, we are not fans of a purity test. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, yeah. I, I was... You know, honestly, for my people, purity tests have never worked that well. Yeah, as a Jew, you never want to be on the end of a purity test. I can. Uh, uh, there's another group that can also relate to that. I think we have that in common. Uh, well, yeah, so yeah. you know, so but but, but not not for nothing. My people were the original slaves. We mm-hmm. are the OG of slaves. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell you, and I, 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 I'm I, no, I'm really fun. No, I'm really curious about what's that. If I'm gonna get hit in the throat uh, in the emails over this episode, 
Why? We're not saying why. It's, no, because it's I no because no because I'm so. This show is so non con. Like I don't mind. I I expect to get attacked on the other show. Uh, <laughs> wait, my original show. I know it's coming. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but uh, but what I, what I, what, I, what I was curious about. And this is this is something because mm-hmm. you have Joe on the show with, with his leanings and, and yours. Mm-hmm. January sixth. Ah uh, yes, January sixth. Now, uh, you want to know? So I I, I texted uh, my co-host, mm-hmm. and Joe was at at the day program, his job, mm-hmm. as he calls it. I mean, I was watching this mortified. I was I was home, and Joe, you know, he went to this is Antifa. And then as we talked about it, he's like, but what about Black Lives Matter? And and then it's like, then it's like, well, you know, these are just a few morons. So Joe, in that regard, very much uh, had took the talking points. And I was like, this has nothing to do with Antifa or Black Lives Matter. You 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 think you think lefties are gonna dress up like the pe- like Trumpsters? I mean, why would we want why would the left want to stop this thing? They're getting what they want. They're gonna get. They're gonna certify the election. They want Biden. It makes no sense why the left um, would interrupt it. I mean, we don't really talk about January sixth much right now. I mean, you know, we'll goof on the guy. Uh, was it the QAnon shaman? <laughs> and you know, I think Joe looks at it as like these are a bunch of idiots that did this, and I look at it as like this is a problem I saw in two thousand fifteen. In 2015, I said, and I was talking about Jews at that point. I go, I think there's going to be a rise in anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of right about that. And I was just watching the progression because I, I've always been able to relate to these people that uh, are all in for Trump. I, I correlate them to my scam victims mm-hmm. because I've tried to help many a scam victim. And many of my friends have tried to help many a scam victim. And you can show them all sorts of proof. And try to tell them this is not going to go well for you. And and you know what? At the end of the day, they have to want to see it. So, you know, I don't I don't know if that's the answer you wanted, or no, even if I answered the question. Properly. I was no, I was just curious because it's it's right. Just to, but just think about this for a minute. You know, normally something that big, mm-hmm. there's this gigantic gap between events that big happening. And we have the COVID and this and that. They're, like, <laughs> they're stacked on top of each other. Well, I mean, we were also in the throes of still Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we had the yes. we, we had the George Floyd uh, trial approaching. And, you know, listen, you know, Joe's always thing is, well, you know, if they would just just comply. I, and I always say, I go, well, if everybody would comply, we wouldn't need police to begin with. unfortunately people tend not to comply that's why we need to make laws unfortunately we're not all angels but the thing with george floyd not to get all controversial because it's not that show but my perspective and a lot of perspectives was is regardless of what got george floyd into that predicament forget all that stuff once he's under control the threat is over you you can't keep him in that prone position with your um with your knee on the man man's neck. I mean, it's regardless. It matters not if the guy was on drugs, if he didn't listen, this, that, the other thing, it's all irrelevant. And, uh, you know, Joe would go back and forth on that. I mean, the, there'll be some stories that we'll, that we'll talk about and Joe will be like, well, the police were wrong, but there'll also be a lot of stories 
where he comes down. Well, if they would just listen, if they wouldn't have done this or wouldn't have done that. And it's like, man, not everybody's an angel. And the police don't get to be the judge and the jury. The police are there to, to enforce the law, but they don't decide if you're guilty or not. They don't decide if you live or die. And I have a lot of police friends and I feel bad for them because these are good police officers and they got to get the crap. It's like, it's a weird place to be in because I'm completely sympathetic um, to, to what's going on to African-Americans. I, I can't relate the, the, I can't relate to being afraid to go outside or get pulled in by the police because of my skin color. I just can't relate to it. Now, I, you know, when I was a teenager driving around a Camaro and I had long hair, I was certainly profiled and I had run-ins with the police, but not, I never have to tell my daughter, be careful of the police. Like you have to, like you probably have to tell your kids, you know, growing up and it's a different thing. And I think the difference between Joe and myself, quite frankly, is uh, a more readiness to accept empathy and compassion to like understand, go, all right, this is different than me. I feel bad. I feel bad for it. I need to understand this more where perhaps for him, it's simple. Well, they were doing something wrong. So they got where they're coming, but what's coming to them. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. You know, you're, uh, you're talking, you're talking to a black guy. No, I know. Listen, I, listen. I listen. I just told you I had a black friend. Uh, you, you, wait, 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 you got another one? No, listen. I'm Hold a, on. I can, listen, my friend. I can. I can lose black people left and right. I do not discriminate with who I piss off. Damn it! I do not care. I thought it was just me and two other dudes. You make me sick. So, well, it, it actually is. It is down to you and two other dudes, and they're not even black. You're my. You're my last black friend. That's no. what this is. But we'll see how the real- rest of this show goes. Damn it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, really, I was gonna hope I was gonna make that announcement on the 100th show, but since uh, but since I didn't make the cut, I guess I'll make it on 99. <laughs> it's just a, it's just it's just a weird thing to to hear another person's perspective. Um, like I like obviously this isn't com- it's completely the same, but you know, I had a girlfriend I lived with, and we lived across the street from this store. And there would be dudes hanging out outside the store. Um, Mm. I knew they weren't going to do anything to me. um, But I didn't want her going over there because I was afraid of two things. One, they would be inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Two, they would be inappropriate and she'd tell me. Three, they would be inappropriate. They would tell me and then I would go over there and break someone's neck. So so I said, I said, so I never let her go to the store. And, but it was more along the line of not because I had to think from, you know, what could happen. You know, she could be attacked. And there were times when she didn't want to go certain places because she didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. But th- these are places where I didn't. I mean, I don't want to walk through that alley. I'm like, do I walk away? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, she's a uh, yeah, she's a lady. She's not going to walk. I'll walk right through the damn alley. You know, mm-hmm. I look at it from from a different perspective. When someone comes and, and talks about the police uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. I know from personal experience, I'm not as far as temperament is concerned, as far as the way I sound is concerned, the way I carry myself. It's pretty much the same, obviously, with maturity added to it from the person that you met. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what it's like to be walking down the street and having five or six police cars come up to me uh, with their guns out, you know, wow. when I'm just walking down the street. I know what it's like to have someone. Uh, to have a gun in my face when on during traffic stops. And this is not a, these are not aberrations. These are things that have happened 
uh, on many, 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 many occasions, more so in Los Angeles uh, than on the East Coast. Uh, it's happened here too, but more mm-hmm. like eight, 90% of it was out there. Keep in mind, I do not drink. I do not smoke. I do not have, I've been driving for almost 40 years. I do not have a part, uh, any uh, tickets. I'm as clean as can be. And yet these things have happened to me. So right. when a person goes, hey, you should have complied. Um, I was going to my sales job to sell toner with my briefcase walking down the street <laughs> yeah no like, like you know, I, I don't want to i don't want to speak for joe but if mm-hmm. joe heard that story mm-hmm. you know joe would probably side with you well i mean that's that's the, the thing about joe he's in it he's interesting well this is this is not uh, and 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 apologies to joe because this was this me giving this perspective wasn't specifically uh shot at joe it was more no, I know. along the no i just want to be clear because I, I mean because I mean, you know i don't want people to be mad at him for that or if or if he hears this to think that I'm attacking him or anything like that. This is just a this is just about seeing things from a different perspective. And I also could look from the other perspective of someone who doesn't have that happen to them ever. So mm-hmm. they don't have that experience. So from their point of view, it's like, well, I also am interacting with these same police officers and no one does anything to me. Now I have to be honest with you also, I also have friends on the force. Mm-hmm. And the majority of my interactions with police have been positive, but yeah, you, but I you mean, remember the the fifty six times that <laughs> you know. I mean, listen. I think I think the majority mm-hmm. of police are good. I th- you know I talk about this all the time on my show. The problem with our society is we ask our teachers and our police to clean up all the mess mm-hmm. that the, that we should be doing ourselves mm-hmm. as parents or as citizens, but we push it on to the teachers and the police. I think it's a very difficult job. I think the vast majority of the police are cool, are are, are good people, and I think right now it's I think right now the b- black people and brown people and Asian people and police have a lot in common. I think they all feel like there's a target on their back. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you, when you feel like you have a target on your back, you're going to be on edge. You're not going to be in the best frame of mind. It's not it's not good for society that so many people think that somebody else is out to get them or looking to do them harm. It's just not a good way to run a society. It is yeah, it is just it, it was it's just the most amazing thing because I, I still I still it's like when it, when I turn on the news mm-hmm. and I look because we have to keep we have to keep reminding ourselves the news even if you have a news station that isn't trying to be outrageous say for the sake of argument in this specific uh, mental experiment we have a news station that is unbiased mm-hmm. accurate factual no opinion they're still going to show the shootings, the killings, the murders, the, because wh- what are they going to show? Guy goes to the store, buys a can of soup and goes home. No one cares about that, nor do they need to be informed about that. But you do need to know about the shooting because you might not want to go into that neighborhood right now because they're chasing somebody. You do need to know about the tornado. You do. So those things are going to happen. In the, you know, those outrageous things are going to happen anyway. So, but when you walk outside your door, you don't see the stuff that they see on the news. You see, what, what, what's what's interesting is the news reacts to what we mm-hmm. react to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, once in a while, I'll post um, a story on my page about something really nice a cop does or something really nice 
something else happens inside society or so like yesterday not not that a cop did but i go i i posted how the fbi was able to retrieve most of the money from um the hackers who uh ransomed who that that pipeline yeah, nobody responds to good news i you know I, I put a cop doing something nice for a little a little girl regardless of their color nobody responds to that mm. I, I you know i i post something about a cop bashing somebody's head in people are going to respond to that we respond to bad news so the news gives us bad news mm-hmm. you know I, I remember one time they were trying to do a thing called good news it was one of the, you know those local type stations Sure. That crap probably got canceled before the first commercial break. <laughs> no, nobody wants good news. Nobody, oh. nobody, nobody makes a movie on good news where everything's going well and everybody's kind. Eventually, somebody snaps and that becomes the focal point of the movie. I was like, yeah, I've been watching this movie for 12 minutes. Nothing is blown up. The hell is yeah. this? <laughs> How is nobody getting hit? I don't, I know it's a Disney movie, but still. Uh, come on, stab Minnie Mouse in the foot. Something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a taste. Give me a taste. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't trust that Donald Duck. Look at him. He's walking around with no pants. He's going to do something. <laughs> That's the, and, it's, it's just, it, and it's just a really a weird thing that when you, when you see that, because uh, I know now, I don't know when it happened. Um, and it's probably happened to you. It's got to have happened to you too. Is I've been, this internet has desensitized me to the point where um, I've seen so much on the internet over time that I remember when the first time I saw some uh, something gross on the internet, like somebody, like a car accident or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me for like a week. I'll do you one better. Mm-hmm. Do you remember on VHS? Faces of Death. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> you remember how disturbing that was? Yeah, that was hard. Especially that lady with the train at the end. I mean, there, there was a whole. Ugh. They had a whole bunch of those tapes. People eating like bashing monkeys oh, in the God. head to eat their brain. I mean, it was just. Like, and now it's just like, oh yeah, next, next. Oh, I can't believe this one has ads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that cracked me up the most. I was, I was watching. Uh, See now, I mean, I'm actually pretty good, I and mean, we, we're actually all pretty good at navigating without seeing that if we don't want to, for the most part. Yeah, I don't really, honestly, I don't really see that stuff. I yeah. don't really. Yeah. I, it's not in my my things to look at. <laughs> and I guarantee. And here's the thing: I've never action. The reason I saw Faces of Death, I was doing a show with somebody, and at the time I was obviously a lot younger. That's a long time ago. Um, and they they, they showed. Remember, they had a they had those commercials for that on television. Oh, I don't remember that. It was it was like it was called Banned from TV. Oh, okay. Well, I remember how, that for girls. I remember that for girls going wild, like look, the infomercials <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, th- 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 that shows you. Wait, how old are you again? I am forty six. Okay, so I got I got a few years on you. Just enough, just enough. Where you missed this, you just barely probably missed this. And they were it was Banned from TV, and they would show right up until the bad thing happened. You know, <laughs> you know, like they saw a lady walking towards the train tracks, and the train was coming. And it was coming fast, and then it cut to the next thing where the bricks were almost fell on the guy, or a car almost rolled over a guy. And yeah, but but then Fox, then Fox put it all on TV. Not that, but remember when animals attack? So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so like the commercials that that were like brought you right to the edge. Now a network was going. No, no, we're going to show you. It's okay. Yeah, it's like now all they do is warn you. Uh, we want to warn you right now that you're going to watch this guy get uh, shot twenty seven times. Yeah. Uh, and punted down the street but at least they give you a couple seconds of warning the internet's like hey man these dogs are fun see how the dogs are reunited with their parents isn't that great you're enjoying that here's somebody eating being eaten by a baby seal 
You know. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. It took a it took a while. The kid, they, I mean, maybe you get licked to death. Um, so. <laughs> well, that that doesn't sound as bad. If I'm going to go, being licked to death is the way I want to go. <laughs> I just I just remember seeing these things, and you know, even 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 uh. Uh, that uh, I, I've never seen two girls one cup, and I will I. will never see two girls one cup. But I've never I, seen human centipede. I think that's what it is. Yeah, just like I've seen, there's so many, you know, some are some some are so disgusting. It's like you don't even want to describe the crap. But I remember, uh, you know, the guy getting you know what to death by the horse and that kind of thing. I've never. No, no I don't. Actually, I don't know that one. Well, what is, you yeah. know what? You know, well, let's just say there was a an attempt to. Uh, a male horse was used by a human being in a way that a he replaced the female horse. Oh wow! Uh, to his detriment. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you understand? death. Uh, I think so because somebody was <laughs> somebody. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. We can't. We can't gloss over this. We'll keep it somewhat clean. Yeah. But let's just. So, so so this is happening, and there's a camera crew there, and nobody's stepping up. Nah, nah, the horse is having a good time. Can't make sure the camera's rolling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there, because the thing is, I ref, it's like, I just, somebody was telling me about it. I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm going to watch that. <laughs> like, like, you know, because I have a, some uh, some younger some younger friends who, they watch that crap. Grand, they probably they're probably pushing forty by now, but they would watch that crap and think and like and some of them were, were like, but they would watch it anyway, and they were describing it to me, and I'm, they started describing some things. I'm like, dude, what made you think? You've known me at the time two years. What made you think that this is something that <laughs> that I'm interested in talking about? Can we get back to? Then can we get back to talking about the show? What are you working with me on? Could you you know? But wow. I just it, 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 there was a certain things, but we become desensitized to the point where now we're what you see people get punched in the face, uh, you know you see the crime well, hold videos. On, hold on, hold on, punched in the face versus to death by a horse. Like I'm gonna have to Google this. <laughs> yeah. I, I am mesmerized. By yeah, this. I mean, and I would I would say this. I see, and I'm saying I thought he was lying. I really thought he was lying, um, or or trying. I thought he was trying to be outrageous on purpose. Right, and then I saw other people. It was it was a thing on uh, the internet, like videos to not look for on, uh, or, or uh, videos to not search for on the web, and it was one of them. And I got I got to tell you, I am clearly using the internet wrong because after all these years <laughs> of surfing the web, you are making me have to things I had no idea about. Yeah, I I just yeah, it's just I, it just goes to show you. Uh, because I accumulated a lot of followers on Twitter real quick, and man, <laughs> yeah, you know, some of those, <laughs> some of those people were like, "Hey, yes, uh, here's some interesting things to watch." I'm like, "Nah, bro." <laughs> wow, you, you, well, I, I, nobody's ever read. Oh, also, I get on all the internet is from strangers or from people trying to take my money, scammers, which I embrace. Yeah. I don't get people to go, "Hey, check out, check out Black Stallion over here." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also get. I also get the uh, the uh, naked listener photos. Oh, look at you! That's and, exciting. And you know, well, usually. <laughs> wow! You a little wow! Look at you! You must be doing something right or wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was really weird. I, I, I just, I just made a joke. It was a comedy routine I was doing on one of the shows. 
about uh, uh, I forgot what because it's like I've done I've done hundreds of shows, but it was like one of those things where it was as a joke. And one of the characters I was doing was uh, well, no, it was like it was actually me because the other podcast is basically not how I actually am. Obviously, it's it's like a Hollywood husband's version of myself on that podcast. So okay. at the time, I was doing a bit where I was like, and I was acting like I didn't want nude photos, but I really did want nude photos, but I didn't want nude photos. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, so I thought it was pretty obvious I was kidding, but it was not obvious to certain people, or they didn't, or because I'm sitting there going, "There's a lot of uh, lady ass in these emails here." Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's no, like, listen. And breasts. I'm, I'm like, first of all. Uh, you know, I was like, I had to. I went back when I was like, okay, I was kidding. You don't have to keep sending nude pictures of yourself. I would like to see more nude pictures because that is absolutely wrong. More ass to send nude pictures, boobs. You know, and and, and that was the joke. And they, they it stopped after a while. I was like, guys, serious, ladies, seriously, stop. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I listen. You have given your audience a call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not feel like they should stop. I feel like they should continue and accelerate. You know what I'm I'm going to say right now that the last thing I want is that I really do not want that starting right now. So uh <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, mean, I, I I I really I used to always laugh when people say that they got nude photos. Um I was like, "Man, I send you no nude photos." Yeah, people will send you nude photos. And it was like all, and not one guy, thank goodness, because I was like, dude, I don't want, if I want to see, you know, that stuff, I can just look down, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, clo- the closest that's happened with me is a scammer asked me to send a nude photo or like of my, my, my junk. Mm-hmm. So I sent them one I found online. So mm-hmm. obviously I know they're a scammer, not, and I wouldn't send anything over the internet anyway, because mm-hmm. it's the completely wrong thing to do. And then several months later, as as if on cue, the scammer tried to blackmail me with it, <laughs> as that happens very often. And they were expecting me to panic and send them whatever they wanted. I'm like, go ahead, show it. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud. <laughs> <laughs> wound up uh, uh, apologizing and say, oh, they, they didn't mean to do that. But, yeah, that's the closest I, I've gotten. But really, people should not. All kidding aside, people should not send um naked pictures of themselves because if it gets into the wrong hands it can affect your life adversely so i deleted I recommend yeah I, I deleted that crap real quick you know i mean well, you're a nice human being yeah but other people are not as nice yeah because they, they were sent it wasn't like they were sending body parts they were sending like their whole face ah <laughs> i was like i was like you know like, what do you think of this i'm like that's awesome and if you were here but it would be even more awesome but you know you know, because like I said, between me and Australia or wherever they're sending them from, you know, it could be it could be tapped into several times, you know, before it even gets to me. Who, like I said, I I even here's the thing: I even shred them. You know, use the um the shredder. Mm-hmm. Um, from, I thought I thought that was a euphemism, but okay, you mean a shredder? Well, I did that. Um, I mean, never mind. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the the uh, the virus antivirus shredder. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I, I, that's why it, 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 it got to the point where um, when I was saying to not do it, that would escalate it. Uh, so every time I said not to do it, more people would do it. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to shut up and not mention. It. And that's what stopped it. 
occasionally you'll still you know, I'll get I'll get sent a butt, but it's like I, I you know relax over there, you know <laughs> you know either either bring that behind to me for some for some real business or get out of here with that, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you gonna you gonna bring that over here to take care of some business that's different, you know? Because I it's just it's just I just had this real nightmare of a big blast of that coming, and then the, and then somebody going, oh, look at this perverted bastard with all of this nudity on his computer from people women around you sick scumbag you know so what you thought the fbi was gonna bust in <laughs> no, that was just like a nightmare but the thing was they're all like in their 20s and 30s and 40s so who cares but you know because it's not like some you know some kind of disgusting thing but it's just right it's like just enough already you know because I, I don't even good, good for you yeah, I, I, uh, I i've yeah. never had fans uh Send me anything like that. Yeah. Most of the times, it's a it's it's scam victims needing help. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, but if you if you actually if you did like say you 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 uh, you do uh, one show a week, one show a week. Okay, now say you did two. You did another show, and this one's called Moments with Davin. Moments with Davin. Okay, okay. and you just yeah. started talking about your personal stuff, right? Real personal stuff. You watch what happens. <laughs> I mean, I talk. I talk about personal things. No, no, no. I'm really talking about a that's... show where that's all you do. Yeah. If, you no. know, because the because people go with whatever that you do the most. They think of the show as that. You know. Okay. But if you, did, I'm telling you, you know, dinner with Davin, and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, because I, 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 I was surprised. It's, it's just a really a weird thing because. It's because you have two co-hosts. Mm-hmm. If you start doing a show where you're talking in your regular voice and you're mm-hmm. speaking directly to the microphone as if you're speaking to the audience members, mm-hmm. like you're having a conversation with them, because I, when you start to notice the type of email you get mm-hmm. from that type of show, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, you need, people have like, they really connect with you because you're talking directly to them okay and, and it, I, I was like this show is different you know i'm having guests on my friends on we're having a great time just like today having a great time but when it's just you and you're talking directly it's like the quiet storm <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? so what you're what you're saying is this is not a vehicle for you to get ass but the other the other podcast is a vehicle for you to get ass all right that's fine it yeah it's just so weird i mean I'm just wondering. I, I was just completely stunned by. I mean, who the hell expect? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where the hell is this? You know, I have people going. You don't. You don't understand, man. You understand me, bro. The story. Well, that's, that's good, man. That means you're connecting. You're you doing something me, right. That's great. You know, and it, it it's cool. It's really cool. I'm like, you know, but uh, I like this one too because like, it, like I get to hang out with my friends and 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 introduce my friends to the people that listen to the, to this podcast, you know, and, uh, that, that was, that, that's basically the reason behind this one. So I wanted to introduce people. See what I feel like, what I feel like how you should give back to your fans mm-hmm. is, uh, after this episode and going forward, starting with your 100th episode, actually, you should have your guests send naked photos of themselves to all your fans. That's what I think you should do. Yeah. I actually was going to start a, a, a new series called, Davin's junk. <laughs> well, it'll be a short series. <laughs> it won't last very long, but by all means, go for it. And then what we're going to do 
is at the end of every episode, we're going to have you on um, uh, every Wednesday. And then uh-huh. we'll just have our regular conversation like we're having right now. Right. And then we'll immediately go live and you can show the audience Davin's junk. Well, I, I think it kind of takes away from the mystery if we're going to do it every <laughs> week. I think, it, I think it should be more of like a pop-up event, as you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. Who was, who was it? Joe DiMaggio said, I'm going to play as hard as I can because there's always going to be someone there that's never seen me play before. Correct. The, there's always going to be someone there that has not seen. Well, then, then my Jones. goal is to make sure everybody's seen it. That should be my goal. I'm already working on the theme song. Devin's junk. Devin's junk. <laughs> It, it's, it's great. I'll tell you what, my junk is out right now in anticipation. I cannot, I cannot wait. Folks, can you, can you, can you, can you feel the magic? Um, yeah, that's what actually I call it. I call it magic. It's like a wand. Wow. So yeah, this was, this is not like your usual uh, show. No, because yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've changed things, things up a little bit. Uh, let me, did you get jammed in the arm? I'm going to, I'm going to switch a little real quick. Okay. A couple of that's not usually where one gets jammed. Well, I was, I was, I was not going to expose all of your secrets, but you know, <laughs> are, you, are you asking if I got the vaccine? Yes, I did. Well, which one did you get? Whichever one they offered me, which happened to be Pfizer. You I'm get not- Pfizer, okay? I got Moderna. Loser, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how they lumped Moderna and Pfizer together as almost one entity. And all the rest of them were all the rest of the vaccines. You know, were like waiting outside to get into behind the red behind the ropes. Um, Johnson and Johnson, if you can't afford the good stuff, yes, yeah, 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 take this, you bastard. Um, AstraZeneca, if you're desperate. That's the thing is like, what is the deal with the AstraZeneca one? Because I know people that got the Johnson and Johnson one. Um, we and are. I, was- We're shipping our AstraZeneca to other countries because we don't need it. And it hasn't it hasn't cleared it hasn't been cleared to be used in the United States yet, I believe, but it has been cleared to be used in other countries. So since we don't need it, I think we're I think we've actually shipped that to other countries. And some of them needed like India needs it really badly. Yeah, you know that's the that's the thing that it's it's so heartbreaking and it's a joke, but it's not a joke. They it's like you know India has so many doctors, mm-hmm. but they can't get this under control. But they don't have the resources, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, well, also when you have a population that gigantic, you know, it's you know, also very poor. I mean, yeah. they're poor. They're closed in together. I mean, you know, that's why everybody you know here is leaving the cities because they don't want to be on top of each other. Because mm-hmm. I, I was yeah because. Because uh, I have a couple of relatives, uh, a relative, one relative, and a couple of friends that got um, vaccine, and it put them on their ass. I mean, it put them down. I mean, which one did they get? Uh, one got Pfizer, one got Moderna. I can't remember which. One of them was down for like thirty hours, you know. Wow. And I called. I called them. I was like, um, "Hello." I was like, "Oh, guys, there's a." I'm going to keep calling and checking on you, man. You know what I mean? And then uh, it, it took a while. Um, my sister got put on her ass. Um, wow. I had both shots. I had literally zero side effects. Yeah, it's amazing how this it's amazing how this works out. I mean, it's just really based on, on your body, I guess. There's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I had a sore arm. I felt like I got punched in the arm both I, times I got the shot. I didn't even have that. Well, what do you want me to tell you? No, maybe no, they didn't, no, maybe, no. maybe they didn't give it to you. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, 
you got the placebo. How do you like that? Maybe but, you don't get it. Maybe they, maybe they said, you know what? Uh, I sent you a picture of my junk. Uh, you did not respond. Uh, you get you get no vaccine. Maybe that happened. I don't know what to tell you. Well, when I walked out of the office after the nurse, I did hear someone go, "Got him." So maybe that. Uh, <laughs> so maybe they, maybe there's some truth to that. But it was, no, it was really. I mean, I mean, you're just lucky. I mean, good. Oh, I'm, God. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I, I because I, I I cleared out four days four uh, days of my schedule. Mm-hmm. just in case, you know, because they said it was going to be two days. But, you know, I mean, y- y- even if they say two days, you don't know whether you're going to be right. 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 So, I, you know, so I gave myself four days and I'm and I'm I was worried. You know, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, because I had food poisoning before. And I remember how bad that felt. because I was anticipating feeling that again, at least. And mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, man. And I said, I talked talk to my friends, but like, like eight hours after you're going to get it good, buddy. You know, <laughs> you know, they scared you. It was almost like they were threatening me. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get it good, punk. Not from the vaccine. We're going to come by and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to the door, locked it. And you ain't getting in here, you bastard. And I didn't, I didn't. Uh, okay. There's a slight correction. If I touch the actual spot where the needle went in, I could feel it was a tad. So it, on, on contact, but, it, but there was no pain other than that. And so, Eight hours, twelve hours. I'm, I woke up the next morning. And I was, I was like, when I woke up, my, my eyes popped open. I was like, okay, this is the buzz. I know it's gonna feel bad. I'm feeling nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing going on here. Well, maybe it's gonna be in the, the next day. Nothing. And I never had any, any side effects. My brother had no side effect. I had another close relative. Nothing. Um, and it was just very, very fortunate thing because I was anticipating preparing for the worst you know i went out and you know you got to get gatorade and all these other kind of things because they say sure. you get dehydrated i had all so they're gonna have all this bull stuff for nothing I'm gonna, i should make myself vomit just to <laughs> just because i'm gonna sit, show them damn i'm gonna put some ice in my drawers and put my finger down my throat so i can get the chills and vomiting but uh wow but uh, wow. The, the funny all thing right. about, <laughs> the funny thing about it was i said to her, I said to my sister, I said, now watch what happens. You have to get a booster shot. You'll get it. Nothing will happen in you. And I'll spontaneously combust while I'm driving down the street <laughs> on the booster shot. You know? Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't know. We're, we're you know, we're, it's a leap of faith. Mm. You know, I, I will tell you, I feel, I feel free. I yeah. mean, I'm glad I got it. It's like, wow, I can go back to licking strangers. This is very exciting. Yeah, my friend. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's, uh, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my daughter got her second shot last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of next week, you know, she should be fully um, protected as much as you can be. So I look forward to um, going in restaurants again. Now, my wife and my daughter, they look at me as as nuts because I'm walking around without a mask. They think I'm insane. But I'm like, you know what? They said trust the science. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get it, it's not supposed to be very serious. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear a mask. I wore the mask. I did the right thing. Now I don't want to wear the mask. Really? Yeah, they said the, it's really weird because I'm walking down the street. I'm fully vaccinated, so I don't wear the damn mask when I'm walking down the street. Mm-hmm. As soon as I head towards the building, I put it on out of respect. But I don't. I'll, I'll I keep it in my pocket mm-hmm. in case somebody asks me to wear it. Mm-hmm. Like I went. I went to a store last week where like whether they said whether you're vaccinated or not, please wear a mask. Okay, I'll wear a mask. I'm not trying to make a political statement out of it. Mm-hmm. If I have a choice, though. Um, and nobody's health is imperiled. I'd rather not wear the mask. Yeah, no one, want, yeah, because it's like I, it was really weird because it was like you almost felt like you were being defiant in your own car uh, when you're supposed to wear a mask. Like, yeah, I ain't wearing nothing. And I, I saw people wearing them in the cars. I'm going, you know, you're in the car by yourself. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't get that unless they were just going someplace really quickly. I mean, I wasn't following them around, but yeah, I, I didn't. Under, I guess they thought maybe it would come through the air conditioning. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't get that much into. I'd get, if I was outside and I wasn't near anybody, I wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah, I had, a, I had one guy. Uh, I didn't know he was vaccinated at the time, and he close talked to me, and I'm like, I'm about to, this is before I have, I've had my first shot, right? And I was like, dude. <laughs> it's like no i mean that's just disre- that's just disrespect <laughs> i i mean it's disrespectful anytime but to be doing it now with what we're going through it's like do you have no boundaries sir jeez like, bro you know I, I i told a couple people you know they come this is back during the height of it and the guy comes up to me to ask me for a dollar and i said yeah i'll hook you up when i come back out of the store and I was serious. I mean, I'm not going to say that if I'm not going to do it because I don't want. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm teasing the guy, and that's not cool. He follows me into the supermarket, and he's following me around, you know. And security guards going, "What are you doing? You following this guy?" And he goes, "That's my boy. That's my buddy." And I'm like, "I'm not his boy or buddy." <laughs> I just told him I'd give him a buck when I came outside. He started coming towards me. I put the buck on the count on, on the on the uh, next to the soup, and I said, "It's over there." But I, 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 I social distance, bro. Oh, sorry, man. What the hell wow. is with these people? You know, because you know what? You know what you always want near you? Homeless people. Yeah. You definitely want people that have been on the streets getting as close to you as possible. Uh, That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah. There was there was one guy I would go to the donut shop, and every, the guy was there every day. Well, I don't know if he was there. I mean, he was there every day that I went because I didn't go every day. And I would always get him something, you know. He would, you know. You're a nice man. First, he would be. He would like, oh, could, I, could you help me out? He would, people would look like, die bastard, you know. They were, <laughs> you know, they were like over the top. Mean. I was like, good lord, man. Be like, you'd be better off just ignoring the dude. Get a job, loser. So I got yeah, him. I don't a, get that. I, yeah, I, don't I was know like, what, what the hell? Like. You know what I mean? So I got him a coffee, one of those big uh, cinnamon meals, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and it got to the point where like it was like. I would see him again, and I'd do it again, and I'd do it again. It got to the point where he would brighten up when he saw the co- my, my Camry would pull up. He knows my car now, right? He's like, ah, there he is. And um, I, I got the stuff for him. It's like, it's, I mean, it's three bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. You know, who cares? You know what I mean? So, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so, and then, and then the weird part about it was the last time I went, he wasn't there. And I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy's name. To me, he's the guy I get the coffee and the, and the cinnamon roll for. Right. But he wasn't there. And there was a part of me like, you know, he is on the streets. And he knows when I'm here. And he knows when I come, but he's not here. And all I'm thinking is, is like, uh-oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were worried. You it's were like, concerned. I was like, oh, that's not good. I still haven't seen him. He's, he, I mean, it's been months. So I was like, oh, God, okay, I think I know what happened here. Well, maybe he found somebody who'd buy him a sandwich. That cheating bastard. That's possible. <laughs> he might have traded up. I mean, listen, a, a cinnamon pastry and coffee is nice, but if somebody's going to get you a foot long and a soda, I mean, you got to you gotta, gotta take that. Let's keep it real. Foot longs cost like nine bucks. Ain't nobody getting <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know. Maybe Jeff Bezos wanders into town, starts throwing some of that Amazon money around, buying people foot long sandwiches, hoagies, as they would say from a... Your region? Who's to say? Maybe, maybe a nice hoagie and some ice cream with Jimmy's. I mean, that's possible. Ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want favors if they buy if they spend that much money. You know. And we, I'm gonna need you to mow this lawn. Wait a minute. I just wanted a cup of coffee. You know, because that's the you know because it, it's really weird because you know nobody nobody gives money for nothing. No. That's not true. You did. Uh, but I'm a special man, Davin. <laughs> 
You are a special man. I'm a very spe- You're a kind I, man. I didn't realize how much money I was spending until I was like, that's $3 a day. <laughs> I was like, I basically, I basically doubled my, my uh, cell phone bill. <laughs> For $3 a day, you too can caffeinate a homeless man and get them hopped up on sugar. Don't you give. Don't you help this man get diabetes? You know what? The funny thing about it was, is like, yeah, I, I didn't even, because that was the thing. I was like, what can I get him that I know was going to fill his stomach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's not going to, you know, because I was like, oh, man, you know, get the hook him up there with the thing there, Jack. Hook him up there with that stuff there. Get a job, buddy. Had to listen to that crap. You know, I think that might have been the catalyst more so than just be, I mean, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Don't, don't yell at people. The guy's having a hard time. He don't need you yelling at him, you dumb bastards. Yeah, I, I don't, that goes back to what I said earlier. It's like the effort to be mean. I don't understand it. It just takes too much more work. You have two options. You have three options. You could be a douche. Uh, you could do the the lovely thing that you did, or you can ignore him. Clearly, ignoring is the easiest option. Involves the less least effort. And he, so if you, and if he, you don't want to give them something, why not take the path of least resistance and just ignore? And he wasn't even super aggressive. He was like this little guy. Well, he wasn't. He was probably average height, but he was skinny. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, "Could you get me a?" Uh, I, I, I did. <laughs> the funny thing about it was near the end, near the last few times uh, I saw him, uh, it was <laughs> it was like I just it was like one time I saw him and somebody else had got him some stuff and I walked up and I was like, you still want it? And I don't even I'm like, why would you say do you to me? I said, of course he wants it, you dumbass. Well, <laughs> you know. Why would I say, look, you got one meal. You sure you want a second one? Yeah. See, now you played that wrong. I would have yelled at him and go, you're cheating on me. You. After all we've been through, I'm the one who buys you food. What, now you're taking from everybody? Does my $3 oh. mean nothing to you, sir? I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but the person got him a small coffee. And uh, one of those little punk twists. That's uh, this is not a good human being you're describing. Yeah, I got him, <laughs> I got him the large coffee and the big cinnamon bun, so, you know. I mean, just to, just to, just you know, I'm just to show that I'm infinitely better human being than that dude. <laughs> you are. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, really, that person should go straight to hell for a small coffee. Ugh, who are you? Yeah. How could you? I think that's probably why the guy didn't come back. He probably followed him home and beat him down for being cheap. <laughs> probably. You know what? I I have a friend. He gives me a lovely cinnamon roll thing and. A, a large coffee. This is an insult. An insult, I say. Yeah. I will not drink your small coffee. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I understand. We're on the same wavelength. Now, can't let you go without a couple more things. All right. Now, tell me about the beginning, the return to stand up. How was the that return. going? Slow. <laughs> it's going slow. I mean, so you know, look. Uh, according to social media, and you know how truthful that is. Mm-hmm. Everybody's working but me. Uh, yeah. But I know, I know that's not the case. Um, it's you know, I, I've been I've been back for a, a little while now. I could tell people are getting more comfortable because they're getting they're returning to being drunk and obnoxious. Ah. Whereas like when I was like performing at the height of the pandemic here and there, 
or you know doing outside shows or whatever the case may be people were very nice and appreciative and polite and people are still nice don't get me wrong but now it's like now they're drinking to intoxication now they're they're feeling entitled like feeling like a bachelorette party feeling the need to come on the stage with me as I'm trying to wrap this show up. It's like, oh, we're back, baby. We're back to being ourselves. Ah, smells like home. <laughs> smells like home. Look at the drunkenness. Oh, I missed you. Oh, I can't wait to when I start performing again and do a third show on Saturday with someone trying to start a fight with someone on the other side of the audience. <laughs> Third show on Saturday. Yeah. What comedy the, scene are you? What are you returning to? 1988? What are you talking 1989, about? 1989, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, still, I, still those, I still remember doing the uh, third show on Saturday. I know everybody does two and two now, but I was like, I used to, I used to two love Two and two? You don't do wow. two. What in <laughs> two the, and two. You do one and one shows? L- l- listen, honestly, the clubs have cut down a lot. Um, I mean, your better clubs... I mean, your better clubs used to do Wednesday through Saturday, mm-hmm. two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Now, maybe a show, uh, show Friday and two on Saturday. That sounds about right. That sounds like like Lancaster used to do one on Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it's really been cut down. That's why I'm not really traveling as much now. Like, play, like you know, for instance, like a club in Florida, I would work. They would do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now they're just down to Friday, Saturday. So it, it doesn't make sense. It's it's really been cut down a lot. But I mean, listen, I'm glad, I'm gl- I'm happy to do comedy. Um, but the nice thing about the pandemic was, I mean, even though I was still working and trying to be creative and working on projects, there wasn't that constant need to constantly try to find work. And now that things are opening up, there's that dread. That when you're sitting on the couch, go, I could be doing something more productive. Mm-hmm. I should be doing something more productive. I need to find work. So, uh, and there's just not a lot of it, to be honest with you. There's not, a, there's not a lot of work. And, you know, there's more competition than ever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm happy to do it. What about the Zoom shows? Um, You know, the Zoom shows are kind of like uh, the in-person shows in, in this way. Um they're often as good as the people who set them up and the people who are in the audience. So um, when you have somebody who's, who's good with the technology and is policing the room and is trying to have the audience be mic'd, um, it can be fun. It can be the next best thing to doing a live show in front of people. When uh, people you know, don't want to have their video on, don't want to have the camera on, when there's all sorts of like uh, noise in the background because somebody has the TV on, um, <laughs> it's not as good. But um, listen, I, I think I think the Zoom shows could be here to stay. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I think they serve a purpose. I definitely like them better than the Facebook Live shows because the Facebook Live, you don't hear anything from the audience. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's the, the most important thing is podcasts are here to stay. Okay. Is podcasting here to stay? I think it is. Um, yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I know people like to say radio is dead. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about who some of the biggest podcasts are, there are people that got famous on mainstream media, whether it be radio or television or music. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about podcasting is it's like open mic night. Mm-hmm. Um, you might find a gem like the show uh, I'm on right now. All or, right. Um, <laughs> but you, you got to sift through a lot of uh, stuff that's not so good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, everybody gets to gets to do a podcast. And you're fortunate enough to have uh, fans that want to send you naked pictures. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to edit that part out because uh, I have a feeling it's going to be an influx. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Please send pictures, uh, postmark. <laughs> I, I know this is what my DMs are going to look like. It's like, as soon as it, uh, I, you know what? I, I, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, so, that's, that's funny, man. That's, it's, it's, I see, I don't get that stuff. Like, I, I don't get that type of stuff at all. I mean, we do our show live. Mm-hmm. So I'll have people like in the chat room. But again, nobody's doing, there's no nakedness. There's no in our chat room. There's just people like cracking jokes or making fun of one of us or anything. Mm. No, nobody's showing cleavage in our in our chat room. Nobody's showing private parts in our chat room. We got a whole different scene going on, and I think I want. I think your scene is the real scene, my friend. Yeah, well, it needs this. Well, then again, you know, it, it, for the record, uh, do not send breasts and butts. So, uh, don't all right, do- well, all right, don't send breasts and butts. That leaves a couple of other things that can't be sent, people. Also you don't. have your marching orders. And don't send that stuff either. So. Send it all. <laughs> and, he's, and he's very fond of horses. <laughs> My friend, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. I know you do a long show, and then you come on and do a good show with me, man. I appreciate you coming on, my brother. Thank you, brother. You know what? I, I appreciate it. Um, I always like coming on. I think this is my third time on your show, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe next time I'll get to do a monumental show, like a hundred or hundred and fifty. But whatever, you know, yeah, I'm it, just you know, I'm yeah. the amused bush. Yeah, I was going to say I, I, I was going to have you on the one hundred show, but once again, I have a special uh, thing I want to do with being the audience, and it requires um, me showing all the nude photos. Uh, that... <laughs> well, uh, listen, I, I look I look forward to that. I'm actually going to to uh, uh, send you some money so I can get the scrapbook. The, the personally autographed scrapbook that I know you're putting together of all those pictures. The only problem is uh, since it's a podcast, it will just be me looking at the photos and you listening to me go, whoa, hmm, wow. Well, you know what? I think for the I think for the hundredth show, you might have to go live with it. So they, so the audience go, mm, wow, too. Is, it, is there any way to un to un uh, to unshred photos from five years ago? There probably is. But I just don't know how to do it. You know, I don't think anything really disappears. Well, all right. I mean, that's wrong. Listen, you know what? I know your audiences are good people. They should what they should do and they'll do it. I know they will. They'll just resend you those pictures from five years ago. So you don't have to rack your brain trying to find it. So they'll do that. They're good people. I'm going to let you know if they do. (laughs) I hope you do. I hope you do. All right, my brother. Thank you for coming on. Oh, oh, plug your shows, man. Plug your show. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys can listen. On Tuesday nights, you go to DavinComedy.com. You can listen to Davin's Den or, and that's at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Or you can just listen to the podcast whenever you want. Um, you can go to DavinComedy.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're on our 10th year. We've been doing this for 10 years, and I should be much better at this, or at least much more famous. But, <laughs> but there's all sorts of shows. We scam scammers. We talk about current events. We laugh. We have a good time, uh, and nobody sends us naked pictures. All right. Now you you've been listening to this man for an hour and a half. You see how great it is that he what he does. You see how funny he is. So get your butts over there to listen to his show. You dig? Oh, right. thank you. You're a kind man. All right, I'm gonna link all your stuff in, in the notes anyway. Thank you, sir. My, my brother, take care. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, take care. Good night. Bye bye. All right, now that was fun, wasn't it? Told you, what did I tell you? Have I failed you yet? No. Will I fail you? Also, no. (laughs) Thanks again for all your support. Much love to everybody, and I'll see you again next time.
Take care.